Today is the first in Spread It Out podcast history. This is the first Spread It Out podcast without Coors Light. We do have some Kona Big Wave, so they're the unproud sponsor of this podcast this week. Kona Big Wave. So, wait, beer so cold, it's like the ocean in Hawaii? Yeah, fuck it. That, that works. Kona Big Wave. Unspotted sponsor. But welcome back to the podcast, guys. I'm your host, Dominic Houghton. As always, I am here and ready to bring you the football news and talk some shit. So, uh, this week, uh, this week we're in the podcast, we're going to talk over the NFL news, what happened this week. Um, we're going to uh, go over the 50 best wide receivers in the NFL. I thought that 10 was too little, 20 was too little. I thought 50 was good because there's so many good wide receivers in the NFL right now, and I didn't want to leave some players off the list who I knew deserved to be on this list. And then we're going to go through my normal bullshit at the end. So, first up first, uh, we have Melvin Ingram signed with the Pittsburgh Steelers, former L.A. slash San Diego Charger. Um, he is defensive end. He's going to be a nice piece for the Steelers. I know they are running a little thin on that defense, but I think he'll be a nice piece. Uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers still have a fitting, finishing bottom in their division because fuck the Steelers. I think Big Ben, you know, oh, oh yeah, another Steelers news. Big Ben said he's in the best shape of his life. I don't believe it. <laughs> No, you. There's no way. Nobody at age forty is in the best shape of their life. Nobody. If you are, kill yourself. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Don't kill yourself. Please don't. Killing yourself sucks. Don't be lame. Yeah, still just still finishing the bottom of the division. I think Melvin Ingram is a nice piece to their thing. There, there's no way they're one piece away from being Super Bowl contenders. Um, and other news: Cam Akers of the running back for the Rams towards ACL. That's a huge bummer. The Rams I had ranked finishing first in the division in my playoff in my season predictor episode a few episodes ago. Go back and listen if you haven't already. I do two episodes. I, I predict every NFL game in the, every NFL game in the entire season, and I lose my goddamn mind in the process. <laughs> the Rams, the Rams are going to be okay. They have Daryl Henderson as their one of their backups. I think he's a pretty solid backup and solid too. The Rams' offense is so high powered. I think they'll be fine. Matthew Stafford was a was their big. Uh, trade this offseason. I think he'll be great still. I think the Rams are still going to be contenders for an NFC title. Ooh, first burp in the podcast, guys. You're welcome. Um, Richard Sherman got arrested. Richard Sherman got arrested for a, I think it's a DUI. He got arrested for, I think, get too drunk. Okay, okay. So this whole thing is very convoluted. It's a whole big, there's like an eight minute now one call you can go and listen to if you go find it. Uh, I will not link it because I don't know how to do that shit. Or I will not play it, because I don't want to do that either. Anyways, Richard Sherman got arrested. He, From what it seems like, he was driving his car. I think he was drunk the entire time. I think he was drunk driving his car, crashed his car, ditched his car, went to his wife's family's home and tried to break in and tried to fight like her, his father-in-law and a bunch of shit. It's actually really sad. Um, it seems like Richard Sherman apologized. I think he'll be fine, because he's one of those people that off the field, the NFL kind of looks at as like a shiny beacon of hope in terms of that not all players are pieces of shit. <laughs> I think, yeah, I think Richard Sherman, Richard Sherman's going to be okay. I think he's going to pull a Charles Woodson and move to safety, which I think is a smart move for his for this time in his career. That, um, yeah, I already killed this beer. So I recorded like eight minutes of this podcast already, before, and then I fucking said, <laughs> I was like thinking this whole thing sucks. I'll go back and re-record it. But yeah, I'm going to need more beer. Uh, Richard Sherman's going to move to safety, I think, later on at this point in his career. I think he will help a team. I just think no team's going to sign him right now. going to wait for things to cool down a little bit, wait for some people to get hurt, and then he'll get signed. 
Uh, Peyton Manning and Eli Manning will be hosting Monday Night Football games on ESPN2, which is a great fucking idea. <laughs> About goddamn time. Peyton Manning is one of those people. If you guys haven't seen Peyton's places on ESPN2, you should. It's fucking, it's like comedians and cards getting coffee, but about football, and it's fucking phenomenal. Um, I gotta finish that, actually. I'm on season, like, one still. There's a lot of episodes. But, <coughs> sorry. But, yeah, Peyton Manning and Eli Manning hosting NFL Monday Football together, which is fucking awesome, because it's gonna be funny, and I think they're just two funny dudes who are gonna have, who love the game of football. And I think the NFL should look at more funnier people to, host, to be the announcers for these games, like a Pat McAfee. I think Bill Burr would be great. I think they should just get more comedians host and announcing these games because it'd just be more entertaining. I mean, honestly, NFL, if you're listening, I would love to announce a game. I think I'm hilarious. Obviously, my uh, whoever's listening to my podcast would agree that I am hilarious and I am very knowledgeable about the game, uh, about the game of football. Oh, you guys should. I'm drinking right now from Starbucks, the brown sugar oat milkshake and espresso. One of my favorite drinks right now from the Starbucks overlords. Um, Aaron Rodgers turned down all the money from the Green Bay Packers. Green Bay Packers offered Aaron Rodgers to become the highest played player in the NFL, and he said, fuck you. That's what apparently they're saying. That's what Adam Schefter is reporting, and his source is the team, I believe. Um, so yeah, that could be true, could be not. I don't know. I don't think the Packers are lying that much, but I just think if they lie, it's going to be a lose-lose. There's no point in lying at this point, because you're just going to piss off Aaron Rodgers, even more the possibly greatest quarterback in their franchise history. Um... Also, in other Packers news, Zadarius uh, Smith said he wants to sell his home in Green Bay. Um, he, that does not mean he wants to leave Green Bay. I think this means he wants he could want to sell his home in Green Bay and move to another home in Green Bay. That could be a possibility. Yeah, I just know as of right now, he's tweet, he put it on Instagram, I want to sell my home in Green Bay. And then, in other Packers news, other Packers, a lot of pa- Packers have episodes so far. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, and has who constantly refers to uh, Packers GM, what's his name? What's his name? Packers GM. Forget his name. Packers. Brian Gutekunst. <laughs> Brian Gutekunst. Aaron Rodgers constantly refers to as Brian Gutekunst as uh, who? Jerry Krause, the uh, Bulls GM from the 90s in the Last Dance documentary. I haven't watched The Last Dance. I really need to. Yeah, I've heard it's really good. I've seen the memes, though. I get it. I, I used to love Jordan Gordon. When I was little, I wanted to play, be Michael Jordan. I wanted to play in the, in the basketball, and my mom told me, Dominic, you're white. You're not going to play basketball. Here's a baseball man. I said, thanks, Mom. And then, yeah, I said, you know what? Baseball's not fun. I'm going to play football. Oh, baseball is fun, though. Baseball's probably my second favorite sport. Football's definitely my favorite sport to follow and watch, obviously. Anyways, back to the news. Um, yeah, so Aaron Rodgers constantly refers to refer to uh, Greg Gutekunst. Greg? Brian Gutekunst, as, uh, referring to him as Jerry Krause, the uh, GM from the 90s. So much so that him and Devontae Adams posted on their Instagram stories pictures of Michael Jordan and Devo- and uh, Scottie Pippen, referring to themselves like, "Oh yeah, I'm. I think Mike Aaron Rodgers and Michael Jordan and Devontae Adams, Scottie Pippen, as in like, hey, we might fucking leave and we might blow this shit up." And also, <laughs> Brent the Tanyan, the tight end, was also like posting pictures of Dennis Rodman and, and like not related to theirs at all, <laughs> and people are clowning. I'm like, "Who the fuck asked you, dude?" Um, yeah, that's all the news for this week. <laughs> Aaron Rodgers, I don't know what's going on Aaron Rodgers. People are saying he's going to retire this week. I have no fucking clue. Honestly, whatever's happened, Aaron Rodgers could be the biggest move in the NFL since Peyton Manning signing with the Broncos. All right. So now, 
we're going to go into the 50 best wide receivers in the NFL. Should I start top to bottom or bottom to top? I'm thinking I'm going to do top bottom to top. I will do some, like, I will throw some stats in there. We'll do start at 55. We'll start at 55. I'll throw in my five honorable mentions. And then my, so we'll be really, really list 55. And then we'll throw in my top 50. And if you have any, if you have any comments, questions, concerns for the group in terms of how I rank these wide receivers, you can go more than welcome to tweet at me at spread.podcast on Instagram. And I think at the spread.podcast on Instagram, the spread.pod on Twitter. And fuck my life. Anyways, yeah, or at Dom's Not Funny. At Dom's Not Funny. I might move my entire social presence to at Dom's Not Funny because I feel like the at Spread Out podcast is going not bad. I just think it's kind of counterintuitive to have two accounts, one for my stand-up and one for my podcast. All right, so I'm going to pause the episode really quick. Pause. And we're back. I got another kind of big wave. So now, let's get into the 50 best wide receivers in the NFL. Um, let's go with our honorable mentions first. Honorable mentions on this list include DJ Chark, Jacoby Myers, Debo Samuel, Michael Pittman, and Le- I'm going to fuck up some of these names. LaVisca Sinault. Um, let's see. Sinault Abbott had 600 yards and 58 receptions and how many touchdowns? Touchdowns, touchdowns, touchdowns. I'm going to go with a fucking giant list. Five touchdowns. Not a bad year for a young man. DJ Chark had 700 yards, five touchdowns. And 53 receptions. Not a bad year at all. Who else is on my list? Oh, fucking. You know, some players, there's going to be a lot of players who left off this list, and I apologize. Oh, Jacoby Myers had 729 yards, had zero touchdowns, and 59 receptions. Okay, now let's get. Who else is on my list? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. DJ Twerk, Jacoby Myers, Debo Samuel. I can't even find Debo Samuel on this fucking list. This is just a giant list. DJ Shark. Samuel, Robert Tanya, and that's the name of the receiver from the fucking, what's it called? Fucking, uh, what's it called? The fucking Packers, the tight end. Oh, yeah, okay, anyways. So let's go, let's start. All right, number 50, I have T.Y. Hilton, a solid wide receiver for the Indianapolis Colts. I think he's coming to the end of his career. Um, he's been in the NFL for nine years now. He's got a new quarterback in Carson Wentz. It's going to be really exciting what he does in his um this season, I think I might just do T.Y. Hilton stats. T.Y. Hilton stats this year, he had at 776 yards, 56 receptions, five touchdowns, as long as it was 50 yards, averaged about 13 yards of reception. That's not bad. I think that's solid enough for number 50 on my list. I think, yeah, I think that's solid enough for number 50 on my list. This is going to be a very common little list. I apologize in advance, but I'm doing my fucking best. Right now. All right, next on my list is Mike Williams of the Sandy, of the Los Angeles Chargers. Mike Williams is kind of going almost at that bust point, and I feel like he uh, he doesn't deserve the word bust. He's okay. I think for a first-round pick, though, mild bust. But uh, he in, 20, in uh, 2020, with new quarterback um, Justin Herbert, he had 756 yards, five touchdowns, 48 receptions. As long as he had an average of 15 yards per game. Per reception, but in 20, 2019 with with quarterback Philip Rivers, he had uh, one more reception with forty nine. He had over a thousand yards for the first time in his career. He had 20, his average was twenty yards of reception. He had two touchdowns. So I think he's has a potential to be really good. I just think that this year with a second year with um, second year with uh, Justin Herbert as his quarterback, I think he'll have a good year. Next on my list is Russell Gage. Ooh, shit. 
of the Atlanta Falcons. That was nice. Um, he had 72 receptions, 786 yards, four touchdowns, an average of 10.9 yards of reception. Russell Gage had a solid year. I think Russell Gage is actually good, do good for a really good year this year. Now that Julio is left, and he is going to be the number two behind Calvin Ridley. He'll be much later on this list. Next on my list is Marvin Jones, who recently signed with the Atlanta, or the uh, Jacksonville Jaguars. Last year on the Lions, he had uh, 978 yards, 76 receptions, and nine touchdowns. That's a really solid year. I think that this year on the Jaguars, he'll be a solid receiver. He'll be a nice receiver for a, what's his face? What's his fucking face? Uh, Trevor Lawrence. He'll be a nice receiver for Trevor Lawrence and help Trevor Lawrence transition to the NFL properly. 47 on my, or 46 on my list is Corey Davis, who created, who committed career suicide and signed with the Jets. Why do you sign, why would people sign with the Jets, really? Really, I would really sign with any of the teams at the Jets. Corey Davis, former first-round pick out of Western Michigan, had last year had a really good year. He had 900, 984 yards, 70, uh, 65 receptions, five touchdowns with the Titans, but they he moved on and signed with the Jets in free agency, which is why he's much lower on my list than originally planned. Yeah, Corey Davis signed with the Jets. I think that's really dumb, but I think now that he's out of, what's it called? Now that he's out of Tennessee, it'll be nice because now that Tennessee gives a chance for them to really use Julio Jones in that lineup. Next on my list is Marvin or Devontae Parker. Devontae Parker out of Miami. Oof. Devontae Parker had a down year last year. Back in 2019, he had 1,200 yards and nine touchdowns. Last year, he had 793 yards and four touchdowns and 63 receptions. Now, this is his second year with Tua Tungabailoa as his quarterback. I think this will be a good year for him. I think he's one of the more underrated receivers in the league. And I think that this year, not having to go back and forth between um, the starting quarterback, what's-his-face, Ryan Fitzpatrick and Tua Tagovailoa, where they were doing Tua as the Ryan as a closer and Tua as a starter, like baseball, that's kind of dumb. I think it'll be a good year for him. Uh, next on my list is Jarvis Landry. Uh, Jarvis Landry had 772 receptions, 840 yards, and three touchdowns in 2020, and Latin, which was down from 2019 from 1,100 yards, six touchdowns, and 83 receptions. I think now that, I think with Baker, Odell back, Jarvis, this offense is going to be nuts. Jarvis, I hope Jarvis just gets the touches he deserves. I think Jarvis is the heart of this team, and it's really hard for this team to not, or not give him the ball, but I think it's just he's just, I think the Browns, if, any, if the Browns are successful this year, it's solely because they have too many cooks in the kitchen. Um, next on my list. So this guy is higher on my list just for the simple fact that he was really good, and now he's coming back. I think next year he might be having a solid year. But Antonio Brown, he on talent alone, he's up on this list higher. Antonio Brown had... Um, Tony Brown had 483 yards, 45 receptions, and four touchdowns, and a Super Bowl win, which I think is more important than anything else. He, he's kind of a fucking crazy person. I think he's truly crazy. I don't like him off the field. I really don't. But yeah, uh, Tony Brown uh, is number what? What number was he? I had him at 43. I think that Tony Brown's benefiting from the fact that he's with Tom Brady. I think if he was with anybody else, he'd have a very hard time. Next on my list, Brown, Brown, Brown to Brown. Talking about last name's not skin color. <laughs> is Marquise Brown or Hollywood Brown? I think Hollywood Brown is the coolest nickname in the NFL. Uh, 20, uh, 2020, Hollywood Brown had 769 yards and 8 touchdowns and 58 receptions with the Ravens. More That's more. That's in his second year in the NFL. 
I think he's for a first round pick. He's a solid speedster and he's a burner, dude. I think with with another year, I think Lamar Jackson has to step up his passing game this year, especially if he wants to solidify himself as an elite quarterback in this league. Um, I think Hollywood Brown is one of those guys who are borderline just to become one of those guys who are just fast, and that's kind of it. But I think with the Ravens, it works. Next on my list is the Patriots. When the Patriots new sign in Nelson Aguilar. Nelson Aguilar last year with the Raiders, he had 896 yards and eight touchdowns and 48 receptions, a career high. <laughs> Y'all remember that video? That guy who was like, oh, yeah, we were catching babies out of the burn building, unlike Nelson Aguilar on the fucking Eagles. Yeah, he was on the Eagles. He sucked when he was on the Eagles. He signed with the Raiders, had a career year, and then he recently signed with the Patriots. I think the Patriots are kind of going all in on Cam this year. I think this year is the year of Cam and not the year to start uh, Mac Jones. Hold on. I follow. I Hold on. We're back. Nelson Aguilar's middle name is Nelson, or full name is Nelson Efamule Aguilar. Sorry, the cough is not part of his name. (laughs) But yeah, Nelson Aguilar, I think he's going to have an okay year this year. 896 yards with the Raiders last year. I think that's a good step up. I think with Cam, it's going to be very interesting to see how he does. And at 40, I have of the, the, uh, what's it called? Of the... Carolina Panthers. I forgot what fucking team he was on. Robbie Anderson. Robbie Anderson. He last year he had ninety five yards, a thousand ninety five touch ninety five t- uh, catches, a thousand yards, three touchdowns. Was solid year for Robbie Anderson. Looks like Coolio. He's got the wildest fucking hair in the NFL, dude. This motherfucker. Anyways, that was gross, guys. He's snorting my burgers on mic. Yeah, I'm sure it was. Uh, yeah, he's with the rant with the Panthers this year. He's not moving. He's um, he's getting a better quarterback with Sam Donald. I think Sam Donald's better than Teddy Bridgewater. I don't know if I ranked him higher than Teddy Bridgewater, but I think Sam Donald's better than Teddy Bridgewater. Um, yeah, Robbie Anderson had a thousand yards last season, and then I think this year he might have a little less yards just because he's with a new quarterback and a new offense. But last year he had a thousand yards and a new quarterback and a new offense. I think he's gonna be pretty good. He also must know who the mascot is on his team. Next on the list, I have Curtis Samuel. Curtis Samuel, the Washington football team. Okay, the anybody else here how the Washington football team will not come up with a name until 2022? What the fuck? Why can't they come up with a fucking name? It's not that fucking hard. Anyways, Curtis Samuel, former Ohio State wide receiver and former uh, Terry McLaurin teammate, who we'll get into him later. But he had 77 receptions, 851 yards, and three touchdowns with the Carolina Panthers last year. In that new coach offense, I think this year he's gonna have a nice year. Ooh. Um, yeah, he's gonna be have a solid year this year. He's with his best friend Terry McLaurin. I think with the improvement that they got as Ryan Tannehill as their quarterback, it's gonna be a nice year for them. And he's coming in at number thirty-nine on my list. Number next is Tyler Boyd of the Cincinnati Bengals. Tyler Boyd had that. You guys remember that years ago? He had that one sick fucking play where he caused them to um, make the playoffs and beat and pretty much knock out. My God, why is he doing this to me? Tyler Boyd stats. Sorry, I'm trying to Google their stats. I had a list of stats pulled up, but yeah. Tyler Boyd. Tyler Boyd had a down year last year with 841 yards, four touchdowns, and 79 receptions compared to 2019 where he had 1,000 yards, 90 receptions, and five touchdowns. I talk fast sometimes. Uh, yeah, Tyler Boyd had a down year. He had a new quarterback in just Joe Burrow. He had a, and, and Joe Burrow got hurt halfway through the year, and the Bengals sucked ass after that. 
I think now that AJ Green is gone and Tyler Boyd can be a true number one receiver in that team, he's going to be solid. Joe Burrow's going to come back. Hopefully, I really pray Joe Burrow's knee is back in health. I think it will be. Yeah, I think he's going to be fine. Uh, number next on my list is Jerry Judy of the <laughs> of the Denver Broncos. Do you know what? Do you guys remember what last year when Jerry Judy was a rookie? They asked him like, "Hey, Jerry Judy, what's your nickname?" He's like, "Oh, my nickname is everybody called me Jew. Everybody called him fucking Jew. That's oh, oh Jerry Judy." Anyways, uh, Jerry Judy last year had fifty-two receptions, eight hundred fifty-six yards, and three touchdowns with his rookie year at the Broncos. I think. I think the Broncos are going to have an okay year this year. I don't think he's going to be that good this year, just because simple fact that he's going to be playing with Drew Locke. But I think Drew Locke's going to get shown the door after this year. I really do. I don't think he's going to be. I don't think he's sustainable with in terms of his play at the quarterback position. But we're talking about Jerry Judy. Jerry Judy is a very clean route runner, but I just think that he's on a team with a subpar quarterback. I put. I typed in Chase Claypool and Chase. Chase Chase Pool Claypool. Chase Chase Pool is next on my list. Chase Claypool. Chase Claypool is coming at number thirty-six of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Last year he had eight hundred seventy receiving yards, uh, hundred uh, no hundred targets, sixty-two receptions, and nine touchdowns. Not a bad year for the, the rookie uh, coming out of Notre Notre Dame. Um, he's gonna he's gonna be the second receiver behind. Uh, he's the third receiver. He, so there is it is getting confusing because I have the three Pittsburgh Pittsburgh wide receivers Pittsburgh wide receivers in the next like ten people, uh, Chase Claypool, Deontay Johnson, and Juju Smith. They'll all come in later. But Chase Claypool, eight hundred seventy six yards. He had how much yards? Eight hundred seventy six. I guess that right. Eight hundred seventy three yards and nine touchdowns. I think he's he's a burner for sure. I think that he's just. I hope if the Steelers can come back and perform at what they did last year in terms of offensively, I think they'll be okay. Next, I have the first rookie on my list. I have Jalen Waddle. Jalen Waddle, one of the best players in Alabama last year, who would have done a lot better if he didn't break his ankle halfway through the year. Um, I think that's probably what led the next player on my list to win the Heisman. But Jalen Waddle is going to be a nice burner. Uh, piece for uh, Tua Bailoa. I think it'll be a nice piece of Miami. He's all, all being reunited with his former teammate, Tua Tungabailoa. Even though a couple of the players on Bama said that they would rather have Mac Jones and Tua, but I think they just had to say that so that that way uh, Tua or Mac Jones can help his draft stock. Because you can't say, oh, I'd rather have Tua than Mac because then that's Mac's draft stock. It hurts his money. Next, we have number 34, the Heisman Trophy winner, Devontae Smith, who's going to be on the Eagles this year, drafted at number six, something like that. I think he's going to be a solid pick. I think he is a solid pick. Reuniting him with his also former teammate Jalen Hurts. I think the Eagles are good. Do for I think they're going to be the second place team in the NFC. No, third place team in the NFC East this year. I think the Eagles made a good move by not moving on from Jalen Hurts and also surrounding him with a better piece with a really nice piece in Devontae Smith and a former teammate. Next on my list, we're going to go back to players who actually played in the NFL last year and Deontay Johnson, who's also on the Steelers. Deontay Johnson. Sorry, I'm like literally Googling their stats. Deontay Johnson had 923 yards, 7 touchdowns, and 88 receptions. He had a solid year for the Steelers last year. I think he's a nice number two behind Juju Smith-Susher, who was later on the list. But yeah, I think with Deontay, the Steelers have an okay offense. I just think that the Steelers are mainly hindered by the fact that they have old fat fuck behind center. Next is T. Higgins of the Cincinnati Bengals, who had 900 yards last year, 67 receptions, and 
six touchdowns. Who had, I think he had more yards than Tyler Boyd, but Tyler Boyd, T. Higgins might be the number two receiver this year or number three. I don't know. The Bengals are kind of weird because they drafted the receiver top of the in the he drafted the first highest receiver on the list, highest rookie receiver on the list this year. I think that they'll be okay. They have uh, what's it called? Come back. What's his face? Homeboy. Homeboy. What's his name? Joe Burrow. They have Joe Burrow. Sorry, my beers are hitting me. Oof. My favorite thing about this podcast is that you slowly hear me slipping in the madness as the more I drink on this podcast. Um, yeah. Uh, number 32, T. Higgins. Number 31, Cortland Sutton. Cortland Sutton, the Denver Broncos, had three receptions, 66 yards, and no touchdowns. I think he got hurt. Did he get hurt last year? He must have got hurt. Did he get hurt? I don't know. He might have got hurt. Fuck it. Anyways, Cortland Sutton last year, uh, it looks like he got hurt or something or some, something of the matter. We only had three receptions. Cortland Sutton was a, is a really talented player. He had 1,100 yards and 72 receptions in 2018 and six touchdowns. I just think he's also one of those people that's going to be hindered by the fact that his quarterback is Drew Locke, who's the worst quarterback in the division right now. Um, I totally lost my train of thought. Oh, my beards are hitting me. Oh, my God. Anyways, next on the list is Brandon. <laughs> oh my God, I wonder if anybody's even listening to this word. Brandon Ayuk, uh, the San Francisco 49ers, last year in his rookie year, he had 60 receptions, 748 yards, and five touchdowns. I think with him having uh, Jimmy Garoppolo and who's that fucking guy, Trey Lance this year, it's gonna help him a lot. I think he's gonna be he's a nice burner. He's a really nice piece. He's also a return specialist with the Niners apparently. But I think Brandon UK will have a nice breakout year next year. And maybe help the Niners get back to Super Bowl form. Next on my list is everybody's favorite TikTok star, Juju Smith Schuster. Yeah, um, I don't like Juju that much. I think Juju just talks too much. He had 831 yards, nine receptions, nine touchdowns, and 97 receptions. He's not a bad receiver. I just think he ugh, I don't like the TikToks. I really don't. I'm not a TikTok guy. Actually, I do love t- I love TikTok. I don't know. I don't like the filming TikToks. I think when you film TikToks, you're kind of a loser. <laughs> but I film TikTok. I don't know. I go back and forth. Who gives a fuck? Whatever makes you happy, fucking makes you happy. Anyways, you do some censor. Um, I th- oh, I think filming the TikToks before the game. I'm like being like, oh yo, I'm dancing on the logo, and then I'm gonna get the shit beat out of me. It's kind of stupid. I don't know. I really don't care. I care, but I don't. Do some censor. Number twenty nine. Top 30 wide receivers. He had an okay last year, okay year last year. He kind of got like the shit beat out of him a couple times because teams didn't like that he was posting shit like that. But yeah, I think he'll be probably an okay year next year. I think as long as it's all the Steelers' year is dependent on Big Ben, and I think he is the key to making that offense go. Number twenty-eight. Number twenty-eight. On my list. Will Fuller of the Miami Dolphins. Will Fuller is suspended for PEDs. But Wolf was also a burner, and he's a really solid wide receiver. I think he was the Sean Watson's big piece in the last year's offense. He had eight touchdowns, 879 yards, and 53 receptions. I think the fact that him and Jalen Waddle both signed with the fucking Miami Dolphins, are both on the Miami Dolphins, is just going to be huge. In hindsight, we're going to be saying, like, damn, dude. He's just going to miss four games this year, which is why he's not higher on my list because of the PED suspension. But I think he'll be fine. Next is Kenny Galladay. Kenny Galladay, for some reason, only has 20 receptions last year. 20 receptions, 338 yards, and two touchdowns. I think he might have got hurt or something like that. I don't know. I can't see this on my thing. 
I'm struggling with this list. I'm a little buzz. Anyways, well, 2019, he had 65 receptions, 109, oh, 1,190 yards, and 70 and 11 touchdowns. Really good the year. That was with Matthew Stafford as a quarterback. I think, I think this year he signed with the no, he did sign with the Giants this year. So he'll be a nice, interesting number one to to the new look. He'll be he'll be good on the Giants because the Giants are trying to really save Daniel Jones' career at this point. Daniel Jones is going to do good this year. It's going to be kind of the end. Next, we have Jamar Chase out of, uh, oof, number one, number uh, first round overall pick. He was the number one rookie wide receiver taken on the board this year. He's paired up with former teammate Joe Burrow out of LSU. I think that's a good pairing. I think the Bengals should have gone offensive line to protect Joe Burrow, but I think pairing him with Jamar Chase is kind of a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. You really can't get that again. Jamar Chase is a burner, though, and he'll be a nice, solid wide receiver to add it to that lineup. I think he could come out as a solid number one out of camp, but worst case, you know, he'll be the solid two or three piece coming into that Bengals offense. Who already has some stats wide receivers. Bengals already had two wide receivers on this list already. Up next, I think, all right, and that's it for rookies. Rookies are always hard to rate on this list. Is it Robert Woods? Next on my list. Yeah, rookies are always hard to weird, weird to rate on this list because of how, like, unpredictable they can be but up next i have a solid number two wide receiver and robert woods um former usc product he had um the la rams he had 90 receptions last year he had 90 receptions in 2020 and 2019 which i think is weird he had 90 receptions 936 yards and six touchdowns in 20 in 2020 now was with jared goff throwing the ball i think his numbers are down to go up are bound to go up because he has new quarterback and one of my favorite quarterbacks in the league matthew stafford who i think is going to be an mvp candidate I think he was gonna be really good this year. Robert Woods, look for look out for Robert Woods. If you're on fantasy, you should pick look into picking up Robert Woods and his in fantasy. Now next on my list at number twenty four, I have C D Lamb. C D Lamb. He had seventy four receptions, nine hundred thirty five yards, five touchdowns. And that's with Dak Prescott being hurt. I think that now that Dak Prescott's gonna be fully healthy back in the starting lineup, he's gonna have a go off. C D Lamb's a really talented wide receiver. I love them in Oklahoma. He was partnered up with Kyler Murray and Baker Mayfield and Jalen Hurts. He's gonna be dangerous this year, dude. Look out for CeeDee Lamb. Number 24. Number 23, I have Adam Thielen. Adam Thielen. Stats. Sorry, I'm Googling. Like I said, I'm Googling all the stats. Anyways, um, Adam Thielen, with his first year without Stephon Diggs, he had 74, re- 74 receiver receptions. <laughs> 74 receptions, 925 yards, 14, tu- 14 touchdowns. Goddamn. Good job, Adam. Yeah, Adam Thielen, white boy, coming in uh, at the list. Uh, Adam Thielen's one of the crisper route runners in the NFL, I believe. He's also now the number one receiver in Minnesota, and I think that shows. I think Adam Thielen could benefit from a better quarterback because Kirk Cousins is kind of ass, I think. But we'll get into that. Now, next, I don't like this guy. I really don't. I think he's overrated as fuck, but I have him this high on my list because the stats don't lie. Amari Cooper. Amari Cooper had 92 receptions, 100, 100. 1,114 yards and five touchdowns. I think he's just one of those people that's on a really good offense with Dak Prescott, who's one of the better quarterbacks in the league right now. Industry of talent. I finished my beer already. Should I get another one? Should I get another one? Maybe. Anyways, Mike Cooper. Um, he's kind of overrated. I think he's a bust. 
I don't think he's that good. I think he's only just really good because he had Dak Prescott as a quarterback, as it shows when he had a shitty quarterback and Derek Carr. Was he on the He was on the with Derek Carr. Um, when he had Derek Carr as a quarterback, he was not performing as well. And his drops were so higher. I think Dak Prescott is just that good of a quarterback. I really like Dak. I don't know where, where did I rank Mac on my quarterback list? I don't remember. Probably moved up. Number 21, Odell Beckham Jr., who, before he got hurt last year, had 23 receptions, 319 yards, and three touchdowns. And the year before, he had 1,000 yards, 74 receptions, and four touchdowns. I think the Odell Beckham's going to be a fucking monster this year. I really think so. Odell Beckham, look for, out for him. If you're in a if you're in a fantasy league, I think look out for Odell Beckham. He's going to be fucking one of the stars. He's a star in this league. He's Baker Mayfield as quarterback. I think he's going to be lights fucking out. And up next, I have another white guy. Cooper Cup, 92 receptions, 974 yards, three touchdowns, and the L.A. Rams. I think it's only going to go up. He's obviously now the Rams' number one wide receiver coming out of Eastern Washington University. He's the Rams' number one. Uh, now he has paired up with another white guy, Matthew Stafford. I'm burping a lot. Matthew Stafford, he's going to be a monster this year. I think Cooper Cup's good for bound for like a fucking Pro Bowl year this year. I'm just calling it. Up next, we have the Texans' number one wide receiver in Brandon Cooks. I forget about Brandon Cooks all the time. Brandon Cooks last year had 81 receptions, 1,150 yards, and then six touchdowns. Uh, Brandon Cooks, dude, if you can stay on a team, I think Brandon Cooks had the potential to be one of the best receivers in the league. I think he just bounced around too much. I don't know what the problem is. I really I really don't know. He's been on a different team like every year of his entire career. And I kind of feel for the guy because he's never had a chance to get like really solid and planted in a fucking team. But he's on the Texans again this year. And the Texans might suck ass, but he's one of the higher-ranked wide receivers just because of how good he did last year with over 1,100 yards and 81 receptions and six touchdowns. Up next, the newest member of the Tennessee Titans. He is so low on this list only because he had injury problems last year, but it is Julio Jones. Julio Jones last year. Let's see. What was Julio Jones' stats last year? Julio Jones. Julio Jones. Julio Jones had 551 receptions, 771 yards, and three touchdowns. I only had him ranked in the top 20 because he's fucking Julio Jones. Julio Jones moved to the Tennessee Titans, traded for a second-round pick, which I would have traded him for a first-round pick, honestly. I got boogers. But, yeah, Julio Jones had a great year last year. Had an okay year last year, battled the injury bug a little bit. But I think next year he's going to be a solid piece, and he's going to push the Titans into being Super Bowl contenders next year. Up next, I got DJ Moore at number 17. DJ Moore, give me more. DJ Moore had DJ Moore's one of the almost underrated receivers in this league. He had 66 receptions last year, 1193 yards, and four touchdowns. And last year in 2019, he had 87 yards, 1175 yards, and four touchdowns. DJ Moore is now going to have Sam Donald, who's one of those kind of like gambler, kind of Brett Favre types, where he's going to run around and just fucking throw the football. Might be a lot of picks, but. Who, DJ Moore's going to have some nice stats next year. DJ Moore, look for DJ Moore in your fantasy league if you're in the fantasy. Uh, let's see. What else I got? Oh, yeah. Number 16 on my list. Number 16 on my list and on the jerseys, we have Tyler Lockett. Tyler Lockett in 2020 had 100 receptions, 1,054 yards, and 10 touchdowns. And then in 2019, he had 82 receptions, a 10... Uh, 1,057 yards and 8 touchdowns. A little bit of a down a year. Actually, I don't know. He had more receptions, more touchdowns, but less yards by 3. I think I'd rather have more touch, more receptions and more touchdowns. But anyways, uh, Tyler Lockett uh, on, the, on the Seahawks. I think he's going to have a good year this year. I think Russell Wilson's obviously his, his quarterback. 
And I think that the fact that I think defense just needs to be better. I think the fact that the defense sucks so bad. I'm getting kind of drunk. I think the fact that the defense sucks so bad that the Tyler Lockett and Russell Wilson be forced to be throwing the ball on every fucking down. Get some water. Today's podcast sponsored by Water. Drink up. Ah, ooh, that's nice. Anyways, yeah, no more beer. Let's just do water. I'm already getting buzzed. Um, yeah. And number 15, we have the highest ranked white guy on the list, Cole. B. Cole, I'm not going to get vaccinated. Beasley, I'm not vaccinated either. Anyways, <laughs> Cole Beasley, who might be lower on the list because he might cost his team games because he's not getting vaccinated. Oh, my God, what an idiot. Dude, the NFL is literally telling you to get vaccinated. Oh, yeah. We'll talk about that after the show. And we will put that in my notes. We'll talk about it at the end. Uh, remind me. NFL, NFL vaccinations. Yeah, I forgot to write down my news. Jesus Christ, that's huge. Anyways, Cole Beasley. Cole Beasley, number 15. He had 967 yards, 82 receptions, and four touchdowns last year, which is really good. Um, he had an, he was okay in Dallas, but this year, now he's in Buffalo, and he's blowing up. The fact that he's in number two behind Stephon Diggs, who's late on the list, as you will see. He had a great year last year. I think he's a solid number two, and he's great. works great in that Buffalo offense with Josh Allen running it. Number 14, we have Allen Robinson of the Chicago Bears. Allen Robinson, who was franchise tagged this year. I feel like he doesn't want to be in Chicago after what he's been through. But I think this year, with the fact that he's Justin Fields as his quarterback, Andy Dalton, who's already the best quarterback he's ever had, Justin Fields is going to beat Andy Dalton later on in the season. Uh, Allen Robinson last year with Mitchell Trubisky had 102 yards, 1250 12, yards, or 102 receptions, 1250 yards. And six touchdowns, which is a really good fucking year. Allen Robinson's one of those, probably one of the more talented receivers in this league. That's why he's number two, 14 on my list. I think uh, he got franchise. I think he is down bound to sign with the Bears long term, especially if they uh, start Justin Fields and they realize Andy Dalton's not our long term answer, that we should go with him. Next, we have Chris Godwin of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. In 2020, he averaged up 65. He had, or not average. He, well, he averaged 12.9 yards a game a reception. He had 840 yards, 65 receptions, and seven touchdowns. Well, with Tom Brady, the GOAT. Um, he had a little bit of a down year compared to normal, but I think it's because there were just so many hands in that offense that they couldn't help it. Uh, he also was fran- signed to fran- was franchise tagged by the Buccaneers. I think with the 86 yards and 100, uh, he had 86 yards, 1,333 yards, and nine touchdowns in 2019 with James Winston. Is a test to that, but also you know what I realized he had a down year, but the Bucks also had a really good defense, so the Bucks didn't really have, probably have to be on the field all that much that year, and kind of ran the ball out, ran the clock out with how good. I spilled the water myself with how good their fucking offense, our defense was. Yeah, I think after this year, I think this has to be Tom Brady's last year. I'm, it might be who fucking knows at this point. I think next year will be interesting to see if he stays or leaves. Depending. Next, I have number 12. Oh, dude. Okay. I'm going to get some hate. If you don't like where I rank this guy, let's see what's up. Ne- number 12 on my list is Tyreek Hill of the Kansas City Chiefs. I think Tyreek Hill is just fast. I think with Tyreek Hill with a different offense, if you get any of the quarterbacks other than Patrick Mahomes, you'd be much lower on this fucking list. Again, these high num- this high of a ranking, just because of his numbers solely, he had 87 receptions, 1,276 yards, and 15 touchdowns. I think when you have Patrick Mahomes as your quarterback, it's kind of hard not to. You can throw the ball literally like 75 yards. 
Um, I think he's overrated. He's he, he uh, what's it called? I think he's really overrated. I think when I hate when I see lists online and they put him as high as like five or like three. No, he's not the number three best receiver in the league. I guarantee it. He's fast. His route running is not that crisp. He's really just fast. That's about it. He also beats his children. Anyways, number 11 on my list is so we got Slant Boy, Michael Thomas. Michael Thomas is really good at running slants. Actually, Michael Thomas might be lower on my list. Uh, I made this list before. It is also announced that Michael Thomas will miss the beginning of the season because of an ankle issue or some shit like that. I don't know. He's being a little bitch. Michael Thomas is a whiny little bitch sometimes. But anyways, 2020 hit a down year at 40 receptions, 438 yards, no touchdowns. But in 2019, he had 149 receptions, which I think he set the record, 725 yards and 9 touchdowns. Michael Thomas is really good at running slants. That's about it. Number 11. Ooh. Number 10. We got A.J. Brown, who is going to be the number one to Julio's Number two over in Tennessee in 2020, A.J. Brown had 70 yards, 70 receptions, 175 yards, 11 touchdowns, which is not a bad year for A.J. Brown at all. Anyways, A.J. Brown, he's a solid number one receiver in this league. I think I have him. Oh, yeah, he's number 10. We're officially in the top 10, guys. Hey, look at that. You made it. Good job, all of you listening still. All three of you probably. What time, how long have we been here? We've been for 40 minutes, Yeah. Anybody listening still? I love you. I appreciate you. You guys are cooler than the other people who turned out earlier for the podcast when I was fucking fucking around. AJ Brown, number 10. Number 9. Now that Julio has left, we're going to give it number 9 to Calvin Ridley. Calvin Ridley has kind of been a beast since he came in this league. <laughs> came in. Uh, anyways, uh, he had 90 receptions last year, 130, 74 yards, and 9 touchdowns. That was with Julio being out of the lineup for most of the year. With, due to his injuries, and that just shows that he is ready to take the step and be the next level wide receiver in this league. I think the fact that he's paired up with Matt Ryan, and Matt Ryan's kind of on a proof. Matt, Matt, that sounds like Matt Damon. No, Matt Ryan. It's kind of good for a prove it year this year. I think he's going to do good. Number eight, I have Scary Terry McLaurin. Terry McLaurin, I think, is also one of the most underrated receivers in this league. He had uh, 87 yard, 87 receptions, 1,118 yards last year and four touchdowns. And I think now that he has Ryan Fitzpatrick, a solid, a very good veteran quarterback, it's only going to go up from there. I think the Redskins are going to be fucking scary this year. Yeah, look for the Redskins to be really scary and be really good, with Terry McLaurin being one of the most underrated receivers in this league. Number seven, I have the rookie from last – the rookie – Wide receiver of the year last year in Justin Jefferson at seven. Justin Jefferson set the rookie record for um, most receiving yards. And he had like 1,400 yards last year. I'm looking it up right now. Uh, he had 1,400 yards, exactly. Eight, 88 receptions and seven touchdowns. And also made the gritty dance a household name. Uh, Justin Jefferson's a really good player. I think the fact that he's on the Vikings. I said Adam Thielen was the number one. I apologize. Adam Thielen's still number two. Under Behind Justin Jefferson. Justin Jefferson's a very... Good wide receiver in this league. I think people had him ranked really high this year. I think number seven is solid for him because he's good. He just hasn't proved himself to be good year in and year out. Now that we have, now that NFL teams have film on him, I think he's probably going to do for a sophomore. There's a slight sophomore slump because he's going to be facing a lot of double teams. Next, at number six, we have DK Metcalf out of the Seattle Seahawks. With 83 receptions, 1,303 yards, and 10 touchdowns. If any of you, if DK, if you're messaging, if you're listening to this, Please don't beat me up. Do you know? Do you guys know DK's full name? It is Declan Zacharias Metcalf. Declan Zacharias Metcalf. 
that's a, that's a fucking motherfucker of a name. Anyways, DK Metcalf out of Ole Miss, he's one of the most physically dominant wide receivers we've seen in the NFL in years. But I think he's also one of those people on the Seahawks. He's not one of those people on Seahawks. He's on the Seahawks this year. He's going to be really good with Russell Wilson because they're going to be forced to throw the ball because their defense is so awful. Yeah. Uh, Seahawks have a really – he's going to be great. Seahawks have Russell Wilson, luckily, as one of the quarterbacks, as, as their quarterback, and I think they're going to be really solid this year. Up next, as we enter the top five, we have my favorite receiver in the league, and I think the most underrated receiver in the league, Keenan Allen. I put him at five. I would put him at one, but I won't because I like him. I, I'm not that biased. Keenan Allen, 100 receptions, 992 yards, and eight touchdowns. It's his first year with um, rookie quarterback last year, Justin Herbert. I think that well, last year with uh, Philip Rivers, he had 104 receptions, 1,199 yards, and six touchdowns. Keenan Allen is one of the crispest route runners in this league. I love watching that man run routes. That man is a cold motherfucker. Keenan Allen, I love you if you're listening. Keenan Allen, I do want a Keenan Allen jersey. I think if I uh, I don't own any NFL jerseys yet, right? I host a fucking NFL podcast. I don't fucking own any NFL jerseys. How fucking lame am I? I think the first one I will buy is a Keenan Allen jersey. Next, we have Super Bowl champion at number four, Mike Evans. He had 70 receptions, 1,006 yards, and 13 touchdowns. Mike Evans benefited from having the GOAT this year on, his, on the roster, but he actually had less yards, and less yards, more receptions, and more touchdowns than he did when he had James Winston, who's a fucking terrible human being. Um, Mike Evans is a great wide receiver. Solid. He's been a great wide receiver since. I think he, there is a case to be made that Mike Evans made Johnny Manziel look better than he actually was. But I think Mike Evans is one of, is proving he's one of the more dominant wide receivers in this league today. Up next, at number three, I have Nuke DeAndre Hopkins. He had 11, 115 receptions last year, 1,407 yards, six touchdowns on the new offense of having the Cardinals, Cliff Kingsbury, and he's part of the Triple K connection with Christian Kirk, Cliff Kingsbury, Kyler Murray, and now DeAndre Hopkins. I think his st- he might take a step back next year because he has A.J. Green on the team. But DeAndre Hopkins is easily one of the most talented wide receivers in the NFL right now. I think right at number three. Number two, I have Stephon Diggs out of Buffalo. In his first year in the Buffalo offense, he had 1,500 receiving yards. He led the league in receiving yards. He had 127 touchdown uh, receptions and eight touchdowns. One of the more dominant performances we've seen a wide receiver in a long time. Stephon Diggs is one of the, I think he's one of my favorite players in this league. He is a beast, and I think next year it's just only going to get better. He, him, the Bills, and Josh Allen, really looking forward to take that next fucking step. And the number one wide receiver in the NFL, Devontae Adams, out of, the, out of Redwood City, California, of the Green Bay Packers. He had 115 receptions, 1,374 yards, and 18 touchdowns. Fucking great year. Congratulations, dude. Fucking great. I mean, I can't. Stressed enough how awesome you are. You're a fucking amazing wide receiver. One of the crispest route runners in the NFL. I think route running is, a, under, is an underrated trait in the NFL. I think a lot, a lot of people, not a lot of um, fans take route running into consideration as much as they should and how amazing it is to watch a crisp route runner like Devontae Adams, Stephon Diggs, and Keenan Allen work. So, Devontae Adams, congratulations. According to the Spread Out Podcast, you are the number one wide receiver in the NFL. All right. So that's the list, guys. I counted. I did 50 wide receivers. Let's see fucking Skip Bayless do that. Yeah, Skip Bayless suck my dick. Um, 
So, the NFL, <laughs> I missed the news headline, which is a huge headline. The NFL said that if uh, players are unvaccinated on your team and you and enough players cause an outbreak of COVID to happen on your team, your team will forfeit. And people like DeAndre Hopkins, Cole Beasley have came out and said, like, that's kind of bullshit. You can't kind of make us. And I don't know how to feel about this because I myself am vaccinated. I kind of think that at this point I don't need to get vaccinated. But also, Delta variant's getting worse and I might get fucking vaccinated. Because, I don't know, I don't really have, I'm not strongly opinionated on vaccines. I think vaccines are fine. It's just this vaccine they don't want to get. But, oh well. Yeah, I think the NFL doing this is kind of a huge step. And I don't know if it's going to be good or bad for them. Um, okay, guys, thank you so much. That was awesome. Now we're going to get into my favorite part of the podcast, which is callers. So you can see if our lines, our lines are open. We're going to see how many callers we got waiting for us. All right, callers, you're on the line with the Spread Out Podcast. What's your question? All right, no callers this week. Oh, my God, this is so embarrassing. Why is no one calling me? Why does no one want to talk to me? Anyways, all right, uh, guys, you know the drill. We're now we're at the end of the podcast, and I'm going to plug all my other bullshit. So, um, if you have, if you, all right, guys, if you want any merch, any spread out podcast merch, go ahead and Venmo me twenty dollars at dhouten14. Venmo me twenty dollars, I'll mail you a shirt I've worn. Yeah, you heard that right. You Venmo me twenty dollars, I'll give you a fucking T-shirt. Um, socials, go ahead and follow me on all major social medias at, at follow me personally. You can follow, uh, at Dom's not funny on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, you can follow my personal Instagram account. See pictures of my dog and pictures of me running around do, doing, drinking beer and shit at, uh, Dome Houghton, D, uh, D-O-M-E-H-O-U-G-H-T-O-N. But if you want to follow the podcast, which I might kind of dial the back, the podcast, social media presence and focus more. I'm just putting it all in Dom's not funny. Uh, you can follow the podcast on Twitter out at spread out pod or instagram out the at the spread out podcast um if you want to see me do stand up you can follow me on da- at doms up funny and see where i'm doing shows i don't do a lot of shows i do shows mostly around the coachella valley i do uh, the hood bar open mic on sundays so if you want to go and see me do stand up at the hood um in palm De- the hood bar in palm desert on sundays at eight i will be there i will have a beer with you if you buy me one all right guys thank you so much for listening to the podcast i know on my schedule my release schedule is a little all fucked up right now but also, I'm doing my best, okay? It's a free fucking podcast. If you don't like my release schedule, make your own fucking podcast about the NFL, all right? All right, guys. Thank you so much for listening to the Spread Out Podcast. Once again, I'm your host, Dominic Howard, and I love you. Bye, guys.